Thanks for stopping by today. My name is Jeremy Griffin, the Ministry and Operations Director here at Redux Church. If you're looking for a local church to become a part of in your area and just haven't found the place you feel God is leading you to, consider reaching out to us here at Redux. We know lots of great places and would love to assist you in finding the place God has for you. On the other hand, you may be here right now because you've become a bit disenchanted with church. And if that's the case, maybe Redux is the place for you. We are a real church in a virtual world. While we don't meet every week in the traditional sense, we do have a community online where you can chat, ask questions, and connect with others like yourself. We do, on occasion, meet in person for small group discussions and special worship and prayer events, but new Redux discussions are available every Friday morning online. In any case, we are glad you're here now, and if we can do anything to serve you, please let us know. You can contact us anytime online at redux.church. God bless. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. All right, we're back. I'm excited. This, uh, uh, I'll say it right now. If you haven't done it already, stop the video, go back and get into some worship. Uh, spend time with him. Be ready to receive what's going to come through this. Because one of the things I want to talk about, and I started to talk about it before we recorded, <laughs> but uh, I want you guys to hear this too, is the process of preparation that we have going into sitting down and recording a conversation over scripture. And I know that, you know, a lot of times we have people who are, we'll call the traditional pastors uh, on, on this. Um, we've, we've got several of them that are regular contributors. Um, and so early on, one of the things we had to do is, is I don't, I won't say coach them, but just give them a heads up. It's like, Hey, don't, don't worry about preparing mm-hmm. like you would for a sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, when you look at the passages that we cover, some of them would be impossible to prepare in the way that you prepare for a sermon. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can't necessarily just teach a message off of yeah. some of the passages we talk about. Yeah. But, but you guys brought up what you do to prepare. So mm-hmm. Lori, what do you do to prepare for I Redux? just read through it. I, I read through the Passion Translation and looked at the footnotes because they have really good footnotes in yeah. there. And then I, I don't know, I looked up a couple of commentaries, but not a lot. I, I like to just see where the conversation goes, yeah. see where God leads us. Rachel? So, yeah. Well, it's funny that you bring this up because way back when, when we first started this, mm-hmm. the pastoral side of me <laughs> wanted to go dig into mm-hmm. old messages. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I never did it because I kept thinking, okay, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And then it was like, well, sheesh, I just need to read it now because it's tomorrow. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Um, so now when I just read it yeah, and I read, I love, I've always loved the Joyce Myers Amplified Bible. Mm. And I said to Adam, before you even asked me, I said, I think I'm about getting a new Bible. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you have Bible, you mm-hmm. write in it and it's kind of seasons of your life. Yeah. And I just can't get rid of this one. It's mm. still so meaty. Mm-hmm. And she too has side notes and her thoughts, mm-hmm. which I still think are very, very applicable. Yeah. Um, but I'll read in the message on mm-hmm. my phone. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's it. There's yeah. so many good. I love I Amplified. I, yeah. I love, there's mm-hmm. so many different versions. I yeah, think pe- I did it Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we're recording on it two days ago. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is yeah. I have people asking me sometimes why we use the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. And I said, because. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's the one I there's chose. There's so many. You know, there, there are. And, yeah. But, you know, uh, one of the guys that we've had on a number of times, John Ewell Sr., Mm-hmm. He was on John chapter one, and it was our first time to do this, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it was before we went to three people, so it was just he and I. Mm-hmm. And um, he told me something I just loved because he he said, you know, 
I started to sit down and study. Yeah. And he said, the Holy Spirit spoke mm-hmm. to me and said, just go. go. Yeah. yeah. And, and for him, mm-hmm. you know, he's been in a pastor pulpit ministry, however you want to word it, for 40 plus years. I understand mm-hmm. that tension. Yeah. yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a great deal of respect for the fact that he just listened to that and did yeah. it. And it was a great yeah. conversation. John 1, mm-hmm. for me, it was very, very similar to what John 13 is with us is yeah. I had such revelation on John the Baptist through all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. this guy. Well, know. it's funny coming from, because I, I am wired with a pastoral heart that mm-hmm. is now comes out of me a lot, but coming from that pastoral box of what's expected Mm -hmm. to of you on a Sunday morning as Mm. a pastor is a three point message or a five point message, no breaks. It's Mm. you, it's a monologue and you get into a performance Mm. that it becomes about, I've got to make sure I deliver this correctly, Mm -hmm. eloquently and that Mm. they get it. And performance is the best word I can give. So when Mm. you, when God was cutting that out of us Mm -hmm. pastors and putting us in this setting, that tension's still there sure. to perform. Uh, in fact, even <laughs> I can remember thinking, okay, I got to get dressed. I got to get my best clothes on. I got to get my, you know, so yeah. now it's like, just show up, uh-huh. I, just show yeah. up. What's um, in my heart will come out. Well, yeah. yeah. E- Elon Musk mm-hmm. um, has a great saying. It's my favorite thing I've ever heard him say. Hmm. He said, the biggest mistake engineers make is improving on a product that shouldn't have existed in the first place. <laughs> and and it's really an interesting concept. It's, there's a lot to unpack mm. there. But dare I say that the biggest mistake pastors have made mm. is is getting better at doing something they should have never done. Yeah. The, yeah. the standing up, and, yeah. and I shouldn't say yeah. never done, yeah. but, but I think, mm. you know, the society we're in today wants genuine authenticity mm-hmm. above all things. Why? I mean, I think we always wanted that, but because it's so lacking yeah. that, that it's something that people crave and, and there's what we're doing here. There's no Gosh. way to like, we can't script what we do. No. Like there's, we're not that good of actors. Well, <laughs> in, in, in the model of pastors, again, that was broke off of me and Johnny senior, Johnny old senior. It's a fishbowl effect. Mm-hmm. You are in the fishbowl. You are being watched on all sides. Mm. And that model, putting you up there on a Sunday morning, only cap, it magnifies that. Right. Where thi- and then it makes you want the mm. glory. So go back right. and listen to the last episode and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get the connection. Mm-hmm. So then you start craving that anoint- mm-hmm. that anointing that brings you the glory that feeds the mm-hmm. ego. This, mm-hmm. we're just in the spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is in the spotlight, but what's coming out of it is the spotlight. Mm. Right, the, it's the content. The organic content, mm. the organic flow yeah. of is what God wants to bring forth. Mm-hmm. Because I, myself included, many pastors, do uh, you remember that era when it was fill in the blank? Pastors oh, gave sure. notes oh, and it gosh. fills in the blank. Still yes. in that. We oh, are yeah. still in that. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's <clears throat> such a discreet tool mm. of programming you to conditionally think what they want you to think because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times people was like, oh, I didn't get all my blanks filled sure. in. Yeah. It's not yeah. about the blanks. Or you're not <laughs> right. paying attention to it's, what's being said because you're just making sure you get all the blanks. Yeah, it's right. not about the blanks. Yeah. It's about what Holy yeah. Spirit is saying to you mm-hmm. behind the message, but it conditioned mm-hmm. the congregation mm-hmm. to listen to the man's voice mm-hmm. and it, there was no room for rabbit trails or mm-hmm. veer-offs mm-hmm. or... or Letting yeah. letting God just flow, yeah. fishbowl conditioning, mm. where this is none of that. Yeah. There yeah. are no blanks. There are organic thoughts, but it's meant mm. to provoke the listener 
to have their own thoughts yeah. of what yeah. God is saying to them, not us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The author, Wayne Jacobson, you yeah. know him. He, tra- he travels around and sits in a circle and talks to people, yeah. mostly. Yeah. And I, I got to be a part of that one time. And in one of his books, he talks about that. And he says, that's when people get to ask questions and right. think, and they remember more and they get to mm-hmm. feel comfortable. And I prefer the small group. It's mm-hmm. a small group thing. Right. And he doesn't dominate. You ask him questions and it's very informal. Mm-hmm. And I sort of think that's kind of what this is like. We're having mm-hmm. a conversation and you don't prepare for a conversation. Right. Now, my favorite, my favorite thing when we were pastoring, I loved Q and a, yeah. Oh mm. my God. Gosh, I loved QA because it kept me on my toes. Mm. It kept it was spont- spontaneous. Mm. And it was when I heard God the quickest. Yeah. Mm. Because I don't have time to think about what I don't even know what you're mm. gonna ask. Right. But mm. God does. Mm. Yeah, God does. This, this is the biggest point why I wanted to ask you guys about this. Because I think, you know, when we start talking about being ministers, like I believe that that everybody is called to yeah. to do what God's calling them to do, which mm. is minister to yeah. those who are around them, like always. In, in and, whatever thing and you're what, doing. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. matter what it is. And so this is that process of like recognizing we aren't, we're ready. Okay. okay if you ask a, a, a hobbyist mm-hmm. about their hobby, mm-hmm. they don't have to say, let me get back to you tomorrow as I prepare <laughs> to present to you a message mm-hmm. on my hobby. Yeah. They That's just good. go into it. Yeah. They're passionate about yeah. it. Right. Well, we have that opportunity too. When we remove the pressure of of presenting, mm-hmm. and we just say, "Man, this is what I'm. This is what I is in me." Yeah. Right. That's right now. Right now, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's the strength of all of it. So yeah. I I think. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys and everyone who's been a part of this. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, everybody. But we and we have people on that. Um, I'm excited about some of our upcoming ones too. Mm-hmm. But we've had people on that they they don't present the, from the pulpit, right? Yeah. And and they're just as solid as anybody else because great. this is what we're doing, great. you yeah, know. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm just blessed. Um, you know, I've, I've been on all these except for chapter two. <laughs> Let me say something, but yeah, connect yeah. to what you just mm-hmm. said. And that right there, people who aren't pastors mm-hmm. have just as much to say yes. or speakers. That right. is like what it's supposed, that is, you'll get into chapter 14, why he left the earth. Mm. <laughs> right. So yeah. it could go out through all the world and your voice is a microphone and my mm-hmm. voice is a microphone and their voice is a microphone, not just the person with the microphone. Right. Which is one of the things that's difficult about church. Absolutely. Which is a whole nother option, a whole nother discussion. Well, and and I hate to reveal it this early on in the book of John because, you know, anything can change, but we are looking at doing Acts next and and Mm. talking about the early church, and I think it'll be powerful. But Mm -hmm. all right, so we've we've burned 11 minutes in this, so (laughs) (laughs) let's get into uh, the the passage. Mm. I am not saying these things to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but this fulfills the scripture that says, the one who eats my food has turned against me. I tell you this beforehand, so that when it happens, you will believe that I am the Messiah. I tell you the truth, anyone who welcomes my messenger is welcoming me, and anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the Father who sent me. Now Jesus was deeply troubled, and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. The disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at the table. Simon Peter motioned to him to ask, who's he talking about? So that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, 
Lord, who is it? Jesus responded, It is the one to whom I give the bread, I dip in the bowl. And when he had dipped it, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus told him, Hurry and do what you're going to do. None of the others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since Judas was the treasurer, some thought Jesus was telling him to go and pay for the food or to give some money to the poor. So Judas left at once, going out into the night. All right, so we're going to spend some time talking about Judas. Bless his heart. (laughs) Or as his friends called him, Judy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey there, Judy. Um... (laughs) I heard a comedian say that one time. He was talking about it and he says, don't call me Judy. I hate that. And then Oh, Judas. So Good I, night. I, I love how Peter, Peter looks over at John or the one that Jesus, Jesus loved. Yeah. And he's I love like, that because we're all the one that Jesus loved. I know, right? Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. but not to John. <clears throat> no, John was. No, not to John. <laughs> well, don't they say Jesus had the 12, mm. then he had the three. Then he mm. had John. Yeah. Mm. John. Then he had Peter, James, and John. Mm. And then he had the 12. Yeah. 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 I think it's just funny, though, because I see John that. John did live the longest. He did. Well, and Peter being the most out there, right? He's yeah. always out front. He's the one who's like, wash my feet, too, or, yeah. or my body, too, and blah, blah, mm. blah. So so he looks over after all that, mm. right? This is after the foot washing. And and um, he looks over <laughs> looks over at John. He's like, it's not it can't be like who which one of us is gonna do right i mean he's he's genuinely and then and john's like it's not me i don't know let me ask him is it me hey master (laughs) (laughs) so who's gonna do it and jesus is like hmm i feel like he didn't tell everybody and he's like hey well it sounds like it he didn't tell yeah because he's talking to he's like the one that watch i'll show you I'm going to hand him bread. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's so, and I know we'll break all this down. What's so interesting to me is you can kind of almost say the guy, the disciples gaslit themselves Mm. because Jesus told them. Yeah. And at the end they thought, ah, he's just going to go pay for the food. Right. Mm. It's surely not him. He's Mm. just going to go pay for the food. Yeah. Yeah. And one translation said that he was going to go, some thought he was going to go buy stuff for the feast of tabernacles. Mm -hmm. Mm. No, he just clearly said to you, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. But Satan was already in the room. Yeah, entered, entered, entered into Judas. Him. Judas. Yeah, yeah, according to that. Yeah, according to this passage. Yeah. But then they all go, oh, probably not him. Yeah. Like, no, it is him. And how many times does God say something to you mm-hmm. and it happens and mm-hmm. you go, mm. that, yeah. was that really God? It's yeah. hard for us to believe that stuff sometimes. It like is. People are going, who would do that? That's yeah. we must be misunderstanding or but evil unfolded right before their eyes. Yeah. Well, right. And yeah. Jesus was in the room. And a lot of times I can hear a lot of people saying, Well, why why did Judas get that? Why mm. was that his destiny? Mm. Right. I don't know. Well, I don't and, know. And when we get and this is gonna get way out there, but when we start thinking in terms of having control over the fourth dimension being time. Mm. Yeah, that's the all-knowing mm-hmm. part of God that we mm-hmm. can't grasp, we and so it's not a predetermined thing. It's just because I can hear people asking that. Right? Mm-hmm. That, is it, was it predestined? That is a it's uh, a huge... man. That's a conversation I would love <laughs> yeah. to have. Wayne and I had that conversation because the other that day, is but... a very real belief that people have. Yeah, but he didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. Yeah, no. see, I, I, that just doesn't sit right with me. He it did. I, no. I agree with you. We, yeah. but that's a, that see, is this a is the problem with all yeah. prophecy: mm-hmm. is that yeah. it implies there's no option, right? But 
but, but it's, it's I love it. It is. And in mm. fact, how many times, in fact, in this one, let's see, where is it? But the scripture said, yeah. So right here, it starts off. Mm. I am not saying these things to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but mm. this fulfills the scripture that says mm-hmm. the one who eats. So Jesus knowingly fulfilled scripture. scripture. That's yeah. a will. Yeah. That's yeah. a choice. Yeah. Right. But I think this is the thing. And, and, you know, I talked about this in the last chapter, how there's things that I talk about out of this, these concepts. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them where Judas goes and he betrays this. How many times, mm-hmm. and, it, and it dovetails into Peter's denial yeah. that we'll talk mm-hmm. about here in a little bit. But, but the reality is we sit here much like Peter Mm. and say, I don't know how anybody could ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got to remember the supposed torment. We don't know. But if yeah. you just put yourself in the shoes of Judas mm. and feel like you're constantly wrestling, because there are people, I had a friend one time, uh, and this is not an indictment on him, if you know, if he's listening and he hears a story, it's just a good example, um, who, when we were kids, he was talking about going to, to college, and and I said, well, what if God tells you you shouldn't go to college? Yes. Mm. He said, God would never tell me that. (laughs) That's there's, there's certain, there's a lot of people that say God would never say that. So it couldn't be him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so what we've done is we've, we've put up this fence, this, this wrote now, now there are things that God would never say because they violate his character. Right. Going to college is not fall in that category. You know, it's not there, but, um, but, but recognizing that as soon as we do that, what we're really doing is I am not willing. I'm saying we're saying I am not willing to cross that line for God. Mm. That's a threshold. I won't go there for him. Mm-hmm. It's saying to God, listen, I will do a lot of things for you as long as they're comfortable and safe. Mm-hmm. And I feel good about it on the front end. Mm-hmm. No. Huh. And really, that's the same thing as Judas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me, my ask you, let me ask you this question. Let me <laughs> ask you this question. So Satan entered. Judas did what he did. And you, well, the stories and the chapters will definitely uh, lay that out. Jesus still loved him. Sure. He yeah. still he loved did. him. So let me ask you this question. So his heart was broken. Yeah. When he did that. And I don't know the answer, mm. but this is a question I can hear maybe some people thinking. So does God allow Satan to be <laughs> used to fulfill scripture? Oh, well, here's the According thing. To the, if you're reading it if flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think God allows all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I like to talk about all the time is, is often when people say, does God, allow, you know, why did God allow this or God allow that? Mm-hmm. Well, because you're thinking finite. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I you're thinking in terms of earth and that is it. Yes. Yeah. Well, then those things are yeah. big deals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's an atheistic thought. Mm-hmm. This is it. Yeah. Nothing after this. Well, if we're thinking in terms, I mean, again, let's just measure with a finite number. Let's measure with 1 million years of existence. Mm-hmm. If we're, if we live for 1 million years and we live of that 1 million years, we live 80 of it on earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How big of a deal is that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that's with a finite number. Mm-hmm. Our spirit is an infinite Inf- being. Yes. Yeah. So our time on earth is m- not even measurable. It mm-hmm. will become at some point in existence, it would become right. so minuscule. It wouldn't even be a measurement. Right. And we don't judge good and evil. No, no that's the wrong tree. Right. Right. We, right. Something looks good. So we think it's good. Something looks right. bad. We think it's bad. That doesn't right. necessarily, it's not necessarily true. I think the true. biggest point here is one I, for me is Jesus still loved him. He mm-hmm. knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He still loved him. Mm-hmm. He even loved 
loved him after the fact, and yeah. you will they'll go on to read that he was very tormented mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by what he did. And I don't think, but we all make, mm. we all sometimes are overcome with a compulsion mm-hmm. to not necessarily do what's right all right. the time. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to do what's right all the time. Well, and what if, what if at the very end, the reason he was so tormented and hung himself maybe because he came back. Well, it was his penance. There's no doubt in my mind that was his penance. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to do it. That was a choice he made. But I mean, I wonder, uh, you know, what if he said, you know, what if he became became a believer or whatever right. you want to call it? What if he came to Christ at that well, moment? Well, we're in a well, weird I, who knows? place. I, don't yeah. th- I think, I mean, he walked with him. He saw he did. Jesus right. too. So he did. That is so alive in him. Mm. But yet in that moment, he he made a choice he did. to take the bread and yes. to walk away with the assignment. And he did. he did what he did. No different than a lot of people we see on this earth who make Absolutely. choices to steal, kill, to murder, to rape. They made that choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can sometimes dig into their past and see they had an experience with Christ mm-hmm. years ago. Sure. But they still made a choice. We get faced with choices sure. every day. It doesn't mean God doesn't love us, but I, they still wrestle with that inner, mm-hmm. why did I do the thing that I knew I shouldn't have done? And that's why, again, why identity is so important. Uh-huh. Right. Who are you in Christ? Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how All much of your past is irrelevant. It affects you, but yeah. it's really irrelevant and to God. And it's very easy to see that Judas's weakness was money. Right. Because sure. he said something about the perfume. Oh, it's always, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and didn't he even stealing. believe it. He didn't yeah. even believe in the poor. And Jesus mm-hmm. says, the poor you'll have it with you always right. in that scripture. So mm-hmm. why are you talking about he was the poor? Just, he was mm-hmm. just trying to make an excuse he to was, get the money. Because he sure. wanted yeah. the money. He mm-hmm. wanted the money. Yeah. So it could wrap it around to say, again, yeah. enemy will always use your weakness mm-hmm. to get you to alter your destiny mm-hmm. or your purpose right. or the reason why you're here. And this so. is why I like. The, to me, when it, when a, this is an argument against being a judgmental person, right? Yeah. This is ultimately it because mm-hmm. um, we can we could three of us sit here and and try to determine and judge what what happened mm-hmm. with the heart of Judas, mm-hmm. and it's sad. And, to well, but but in that, we're not going to know. There's right? a difference between judgment and discernment. Yeah, sure. Judgment yeah, yeah. is eating from the wrong tree. Discernment is wisdom to say this is. I'm reasoning out why right. this may be. Yeah, well, no, totally, totally. And I would add to that that judgment is I hate Judas for what he did. Mm-hmm. Discernment is, gosh, I love that guy. And my heart is still soft towards him. Right. And he made a bad choice. Right. So my heart towards Judas is still God's heart. Sure. Versus judgment is he deserved yeah. what he got. Now I'm yeah. a, I'm gonna That's lose my a, interpretation. I'm gonna yeah. lose a lot of people with this statement. And, uh, so, uh, and you don't care. Well, I mean, if, <laughs> it, there's nothing wrong with what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, there were books that were not canonized. Mm-hmm. Okay, canonized meaning brought into Scripture as mm-hmm. a part of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, people read them all the time. They're called uh, "A Purpose Driven Life" by Rick Warren. Right. They're, I mean, people mm-hmm. read books. Okay, yeah. Yeah. there was a, a book. There is a book called "The Gospel of Judas." Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's interesting about it, I've read it. Um, you can find it online. I've read a bunch of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. The Paul Barnabas has letters that he wrote to the churches like Paul did. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things there. And if you don't wear them as scripture, you're just simply reading right. them. Yeah. There's no harm in it. It's like they cast spells on you I or wanna, something. I want to I read some of those. Those well, yeah. keep coming up in my well, what, circle what, of hearing. The reason I bring it up is that the, the, the gospel according to Judas really... It you see the torment throughout all of Judas mm-hmm. as you read it. You hear his torment the entire time, yeah. and and so I say that to just say even in our own lives and with other people, how many times do people make? So, so we have mistakes that we make that we learn from, right? Yeah. Mistakes that we make and go, gosh, I cannot believe I did that, and and it really is truly 
not really premeditated. It's momentary. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's manslaughter, not first degree murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have first degree murder. Mm-hmm. There is a conscious. It's still a wrestling in your spirit, mm-hmm. right? But it's it's a long term wrestle. It's like I don't want to do this, but I'm driven to do this. Mm-hmm. So we have this drive because we've what we've not we've not uh, nourished our spirit man. Mm-hmm. So we've we've met the need of our physical man, right? So taking Judas as an example, mm-hmm. he's he wants things. He's materialistic. He yeah. wants money. So presumably he can do stuff with it. Maybe he just loves money. I don't know, but. Um, but he, he believes that he needed it. He believes that he needs. He's it. acting right. out of his he, beliefs. He's he's absolutely elevated that. It, mm-hmm. It's his idol. No matter how you do it, mm-hmm. one of them wins, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he put his want, desire, need, perceived need mm-hmm. over that hmm. of Jesus. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That right? <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. and that's Can my we just point. Say law. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's just pause and think about that for a moment. Right, and this mm-hmm. is what I hope Whew. that everyone who hears this listens to I can't speak to I don't know who's listening I can I see this for myself Mm. what do I elevate above Mm. what above Mm. Jesus but it's always about I have a need that God's not meeting he's not enough I have to need it meet meet the need myself that's right and so out of that belief is what you act and that's why belief systems are so important important. and you said at the end of the last Mm. last episode that what Jesus did to wash feet was enough. enough. That mm. word enough is yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Judas, Jesus wasn't, in Judas's mind, wasn't enough. enough. Right. And the reality is Jesus is more than enough mm-hmm. because it's eternally enough. Mm-hmm. So we think of enough, it's enough until we use it, right? Mm-hmm. If I have enough fuel in my car... Mm-hmm. As soon as I use that fuel, it's no longer enough, right? right? Mm. Except when you have eter- the eternal enough. This is wow. the the yeah. the wow. constant that God is eternally enough, mm. always revealing. It is a spring from within. Yeah. So go back to the Selah moment. Yeah. How? So you lay that over with the biggest battle we have with churches now is money. Mm. That's yeah. It's pretty massive. And so Judas was over the money of Jesus's ministry. Mm. Yeah. And that's what he craved. Mm. But Jesus was not about the money. No. He was about serving the people. Right. Because the money his, enabled him to do what he needed right. to do. It, it wasn't it about did. the money. It wasn't about the money. Right. In fact, he even trusted somebody with the money. Sure. Yeah. But because Judas idolized the money and mm-hmm. was going after the money and the glory mm-hmm. and the gold, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of churches fall. And we yeah. don't recognize that that drove him, him to betrayal of the Messiah. Yes. Yeah. And so, yes. <laughs> yeah. And how much, time, how much does money <sighs> oh. drive people leaders to the betrayal of the people mm-hmm. which ultimately is the betrayal of and it's Christ. ultimately the death mm-hmm. and it uh, the death of that ministry and then it turns people from the father right they mm-hmm. end up judging god because of a church yes mm-hmm. right. one man that stood up there yeah. in the fishbowl and was the yeah you know yeah, yeah. So that can go on, on, on. it's brutal yeah. but the, um we've got uh, we got less than three minutes so mm. any closing thoughts <laughs> I mean, we can, wow, we're already closing. I, I know. Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm. this is that, this is a good one. That was, mm. and, and for me, like I one. said, this, this is really where I wanted to, to, to wrap up my positioning on it is that, um, as quickly as we want to judge Judas, I know, um, recognizing that we have a Peter version of Judas, which we're going to talk about here in this next chapter, because mm-hmm. Peter does exact, exactly <laughs> what Judas did in a different way. Yeah, he and, did. And he very did. rarely do we ever equate those two. Yeah, yeah, true. But 
Um, uh-huh. and, and it's my own equation. Maybe it's, maybe it's wrong mm-hmm. and people can disagree, but, but ultimately I just, I get back to this in my self-reflection and, and watching what Judas did. Judas elevated his desire, need, perceived need, his mm-hmm. desire, whatever you want to say over that of what God was providing for him and recognizing that, mm-hmm. that the provision that God has put forth in our lives is mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And, and when we think that it's not, Mm-hmm. I think it's because we are not living in the kingdom. We're living in our cultural kingdom. kingdom. Mm-hmm. And there is a standard of enough that is arbitrary. Yep. And and that becomes our, our deal. When the standard is God's provision, yeah. there's nothing arbitrary about that. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. It's wrapped up in our human rights, our, mm-hmm. our God-given inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. That's that's the provision of more than enough. Yeah. So. Well, and the Jews were looking for, at the time, somebody to overthrow Rome. Right. And so he was not right. enough. He wasn't doing that. He came to give right. them a whole other kingdom. He came to give them life. Yeah. And they didn't perceive that. And mm-hmm. they still don't. That's true. You know, I mean, I was just at the Wailing Wall. Right. It was pretty amazing. I bet. Pretty amazing. But I mean, so it wasn't enough because it wasn't what they were looking for. Mm. Just like with the washing of the feet that we talked about before. But we have to be able to humble ourselves or put ourselves in the mindset of if this is what he's offering, then it's enough for me right now, no matter what I think. Yeah. That's you know, good. Because he's him. Yeah. And final, mm. Ultimately, yeah. Judas did us, a, did us kind of a favor. Mm. We are now all redeemed by the blood <laughs> yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And wouldn't it I be mean, cool said, if when we... That's a weird sentence to say. I know what you yeah. mean, but, but what if we got to heaven and he was there? What if he's yeah. there? Yeah. We don't know. I, well... I, I won't it's weigh possible. In. I, won't I won't weigh, weigh in, in on, on that either. <laughs> I, you're not weighing in either. You're simply no, saying what I'm if. I'm saying but. it's possible. We don't yeah. know what happened I, well, in his heart afterwards. Absolutely. You, I, I think redemption. In? Would you weigh in if I did? No. I'm going to weigh in okay, anyway. Go. I'm going to weigh, go in, I'm gonna weigh in in a general sense. Redemption okay. uh, is not reserved. And and so with the reality that we have redemption available to us, mm. Judas had redemption yeah, available to he him. Did. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I, sure. I think I agree. We I have no say, way of knowing one way or another. Nobody listening to this knows if I'm redeemed. Yeah. They can't know, right. but I know. Sure right. you are. I'll say it clear. Mm-hmm. I think he is. Because of redemption. (laughs) All right. There it is. That would be amazing. And with that, we're going to close. Okay. (laughs) I was going to ask Rachel to pray, but she's obviously blasphemed. I'm kidding. Rachel, pray for us. Oh, gosh. Heavenly Father, your heart is so big. It is so big. It is so vast. It is so wide. It is so deep that we can't even begin to fathom the love that you have for all of mankind from history to present day. And so, God, we just thank you that your wisdom, you just keep giving us more and more insight, more and more revelation, more and more depth of who you are. And God, I just thank you as this podcast goes out, it brings life Mm. and great life and life that nourishes. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Uh, there is a scripture that says Judas is in his own place, but we will oh, get really? it. Yeah, it's in the book of Acts, so we will eventually get there. So. Hey. And that one's one to debate anyway, but That's I think fun. it's kind of funny. That's fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you guys feel led to uh, support what we're doing financially, you can do so at redux.church. Uh, but uh, whether you feel led or not, I'm going to ask you to pray for us. Um, so please do that. And then also... Um, 
share this content with somebody that you think it'll bless them um, and and share it with somebody who you you don't love all the time in your like <laughs> practically you think to yourself man I they're, you love them I shouldn't use that word love but you know they, they're trying they're a challenge for you <laughs> share, anyway, share yeah. them this chapter about <laughs> Judas because <laughs> I'm sure they won't read into that at all anyway God bless you guys and we'll see you next time 